Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today, this is so exciting, by Chris and Charles. I just saw Penny's nails. Oh, for you the guys. first time. Oh, I missed it. Okay, I don't, I haven't been sharing because I don't know if there's certain like animal rights people who are like anti that. I, well, I feel like they were invented out of necessity, so you don't declaw okay. or trim your nails. So let me explain nails. what's oh, happening. You, you still trim them. So um, I bought little claw coverings for Penny and Desi because uh, they are a nightmare to have their claws clipped, first of all. They hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, <laughs> they destroy all of my furniture, which is like, whatever. Uh, I've I've learned I can't have nice things. That's fine. Um, but also, they've started doing this thing in the middle of the night where they like to gouge eyes. <gasps> so, and I think it's them just trying to like innocently swat at my face. <laughs> but Penny has hit my eyeball a couple times, with and I'm like, this ow. cannot be good for my eyes. With her claw. With her claw. Like <gasps> barely touched me, but I'm like, man, if this goes wrong, you're gonna blind me. If I anger her in any way. It, which, you know, I anger Penny at least once a day. So I bought these like nail coverings for them. So Desi now has sparkly purple claws yeah. and Penny has like blue claws mm-hmm. that she hates, but she's adjusting. Um, but I found out, guys, and if you thought Penny was scary before, she's a mutant cat. <laughs> and on two of her pads, she has double claws. Ooh. Like Elizabeth Taylor's eyelashes. Exactly like her eyelashes, yes. Excuse me? Uh, The reason Elizabeth Taylor had such uh, thick luscious lashes was she had a a zigzag effect on her eyelashes, which I'm told I also have, but I... Did it, I dispute you that? You do. You Thank do. You. you have very thick lashes. Thank you. No, but it makes you look like you're wearing false lashes. Yeah. Oh, always. I didn't know yeah. that about her. Mm-hmm. Also, I learned something today. Uh, I actually thought when I first arrived that you had just painted the cat's nails. I didn't realize they were coverings. <laughs> so I was really excited. Like, look at her purple sparkly nails. I'm like, oh my God, how did you paint them? <laughs> I mean, honestly, it probably would have been easier to just paint them. Because <laughs> they have to sit still for so long and you have to extend their claw and have them wait. Push back the fur because there's glue in it too. So oh. they stay. Yeah, it was an ordeal, but I did it, and I'm proud of myself. And we'll see if the new couch survives when it gets here. Yeah, that was another thing. I just had to buy a new couch. Guys, I finally got my furniture, but the movers, when they went to go pick up my old couch, the bottom fell out. (gasps) And the very Russian mover looked at me, and he's like, you still want it? And I was like, (laughs) no, because it's not a couch anymore. (laughs) It's the collection of fluff and cushions. So they had to go put it on the curb. So I had to buy a new couch. And I was like, I don't want the cats to destroy it right away. It's going to be brand new. So that's all of my exciting life updates. How are you guys? Very well. Very warm. Oh, it's a million degrees. We got to work out a sitch for this room, like whether it be a fan or something. Okay. Especially if I'm going to record in here. <laughs> I asked one of my Lloyd teammates if she wanted to record with me. And she was like, Yes what's your air conditioning situation? (laughs) And I was like, I don't have one in that room. And she's like, I can't do your show then. (laughs) She's like, I'm sorry if that makes me sound like a diva. I'm like, it doesn't, but I get it, but I can't put an air conditioning in that room. So we have to figure it out. I will say uh, to defend this apartment that it is much cooler in here than outside. And and impressively so. Like I walked in, because I know there's no AC in here and went, oh no, it's quite nice. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, I think maybe because I had my air going in my room. 
Nobody needs to know this. It's sneaking out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, guys, we have so much to talk about. It is a Wednesday episode, which means something very strange happened in this apartment, and we recorded it. Uh, instead of calling the police, why don't we ever call the police? I don't know. But that's coming up in a second. While we're in the pop culture section, do any of you guys watch The Bachelorette? No. No. Okay. Nor do I. I still think we can talk about this. The only one that I've ever been willing to watch is the Australian one. Okay. Um, because of... Sophie Monk? Yes. So this is going to be amazing. This is going to be three people who don't watch The Bachelorette talking about The Bachelorette. The reason I wanted to talk about it is I was looking at my Twitter feed last night and a bunch of people who usually never watch The Bachelorette were watching it and freaking out about who The Bachelorette chose and i was like what the fuck why, oh, why is it a finale watching that yeah it was the finale okay so apparently the reason everybody was freaking out is the guy the bachelorette chose is like an alt-right troll named, oh dear god named garrett that's I your first mean, mistake that's your first red flag right garrett. my name's garrett uh i don't how do we pronounce this rigoyan irigoyan sure <sighs> So, yeah, it was the live finale, and it turns out he had gotten into trouble before because he posted a bunch of, like, alt-right memes on his Instagram, I think, about uh, disparaging things about the LGBTQ community, immigrants, and the Parkland survivors. Oh, Jesus. Among others. And, yeah, apparently he's been, like, a front-runner since the beginning. But also, how perfect for 2018 that an alt-right troll won The Bachelorette. I mean, of course he did. And in of some course. way, like, yeah, sure, yeah. that tracks. And also that, like, that did... I'm assuming all of that was brought to her attention and she was like, I can look past it. Oh, oh, great. <sighs> well, that should be that should be part of, like... A new thing that they do because they have. I, I'm aware of the basic premise of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Yeah, and I know that there's like a week where they go and visit their families. So yeah, they did that, and apparently the other guy like cried a lot, like okay. in front. Which you know, no shade, but like almost like it was a strategy, like okay. in front of his mom, in front of his dad, in front of his cousin, in front of his uncle. Like at every opportunity with her, he was like, "I'm the emotional guy." Okay. I think, guys. Again, I didn't watch this show, so maybe I'm <laughs> fucking this all up. By the way, her name is Becca. Kufrin. I don't like calling her the Bachelorette. <laughs> well, I mean, in addition to these family visits, they should also have like a day where they scroll through all of their social media and be like, "What's yeah. wrong with you?" Like you have Absolutely. To sit next to them and like, Explain as they yourself. Defend every post. Yeah. What a nightmare. God, I would hate that. But uh, that would be interesting TV. I think Bachelorette people. Yeah. Well, oh. especially because they present such. You know, should we pitch a show? Yes, the social media Bachelorette. Yeah. yeah. Done. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I do it. Wait, will you be our first first, first bachelorette? Sure. Deal. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, I didn't like realize. Okay, yes. Okay, now I know what's happening. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're we're, we're the hosts. You're the bachelorette. Great. We're going to foist unsuspecting, well, suspecting bachelors upon you. Great. And then in one episode, at least one episode, if not all of them, you get to scroll through their social media <gasps> and judge them. I do kind of love this idea. But also you'll be an executive producer, so you have a lot of power. Great. Yeah. You're not just a figurehead. Best of the both. Yes, mm -hmm. best of both worlds. Cool, cool, cool. Now let's shop it around <laughs> to the networks. We got to go, guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I just hadn't, I don't have anything to say about this beyond how perfect in 2018 that the winner, I guess, quote unquote, of The Bachelorette 
is an alt-right troll. Sure. Also, but like, I, this it's, it feels like futile to rail against either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette because these shows are what they are and we sure. just take them as is, sure. I guess. Uh, but Becca, what you doing, mate? Like, I know. if he's anti-LGBT and anti-Parkland shooting survivor, he's probably anti-women. Well, also, th- but also you're a piece of shit. Like, this is the people who are like, I'm not racist. I just voted for a racist. And it's like, <laughs> right, you're a racist too. Yeah. So, like, if she's trying to claim she's not homophobic and she's not xenophobic and she's not a monster for going after the Parkland survivors, it's like, but you are. Because now you're attached to this guy's brand. So you have, it's like tacit approval of what he's doing. How much control, like, is is she 100% in control of who wins? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. That's always a tricky thing. Like, how much behind the scenes action is there? Like, and also, yeah. Because what I'm wondering is, like, not, I get not to defend any of this. Sure. But um, from what I understand of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, like, usually the second runner-up becomes the like the next bachelor or the next bachelorette like that's how they keep it going right it's like a fan favorite usually a second place person from the season before so maybe the producers were like well we can't have this guy be the bachelor for the next season so he needs to win this so that the crying guy can be the bachelor i can't claim to know what happens behind the scenes so just from what i understand i've never seen the show also because this country's already had a complete dick bag bachelor bachelor is this correct sure yes sure yeah quite a few i'm sure yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) they're on the bachelor sure yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, no yeah (laughs) right you are (laughs) um so how about you guys has there been anything you've seen or listened to or red that you want to recommend everybody checks out. Yeah, I just want to recommend uh, my favorite movie in the entire world. Uh, I recently found out that a friend that I've had for 13 years had never seen it. Oh my god! And okay. so on this weekend just passed, I was like, "We're watching this yeah. because this friendship can't continue." Sure. Uh, it's strictly ballroom. It's an Australian movie from 1992. It is currently on Netflix, at least in the US. So you have no excuse to not watch it. I have never seen it. Well, it's on Netflix, I know, so I'm you can finally see it. I'm going to watch it. I've never seen Baz it before. Lerman, right? Yes. Yeah. It's the first of his <coughs> Wankfest Red <laughs> Curtain trilogy. Awesome. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if he planned the Red Curtain trilogy from the get go, but that's what he calls Which the three. Is m- strictly Moulin Rouge and. Romeo and Juliet. That's part of the red curtain? Yeah, it's I strictly was, Romeo okay. and Juliet, Moulin Rouge. Well, well Romeo and Juliet and Moulin Rouge. Romeo and Juliet has awesome. that crazy party scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't need to rewatch that. I stand by all of his films. I know they're over the top. I know they're like, you could make the argument they're bad. I love them. Oh, and Strictly Ballroom was, was made when it was, it's based on his own play. He adapted it into a movie with zero money. Mm. Uh, but all the trademarks. So it basically imagine a Baz Luhrmann film if you were that flashy and ostentatious but you didn't have a budget. Basically, that's what Strictly Ballroom is. And I love every second of it. I love okay. everything about it. Very cool. I'm going to check that out. Um, Charles? Um, I recently finished season six of Orange is the New Black. Oh, yes. I still need to watch it. I know that from what I hear, not a lot of people are in love with it. This is what I have heard as well. Um, I think that uh, well, after last season, no spoilers, um, right. which was very dark, very, very dark. Super dark. Um, I expected the season to be equally, if not more dark, and it was actually a little bit more lighthearted. Mm. Um, I do, I liked uh, a lot of the new characters they had. There's obviously some people missing, um, but it was... 
I I I enjoyed the ride, and it wasn't Here's maybe the not problem, the best though, season, especially when you're dealing with stuff that like is happening in real life, because there was a lot of criticism aimed at The Handmaid's Tale mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for being way too dark. Mm-hmm. Yes. But also, I'm like, given the subject matter, don't you think it's disrespectful if it's not that dark? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, these women are ritualistically raped. Like, you want yep. that to be like... In, like, every episode. Yeah, like, what do you want, slapstick? You know, like, <laughs> it's supposed to be dark. Like, if you don't like the subject matter and you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally valid. There are a lot of people who can't handle watching it, and that's okay. Um, but... Sort of with Orange is New Black, I'm like, Penny found that fucking moth. I knew that was going to happen on the wall. (laughs) I saw her eyeing it. She found a toy. What a monster. So with Orange is New Black, it's like, this is a real thing. Women are mass incarcerated all across the country, you Mm -hmm. know? So isn't it disrespectful if it's not dark, you know? Yeah, I mean, they threw... I mean... It does take place in a prison. There are dark moments, but it is definitely lighter than last season, right. which I think if you're going to continue the a, series. Uh, you know, in their head where they're like, we can't go too dark or people yeah. are going to be like, why am I watching this show? Because after season five, people are like, I can't watch this anymore. Yeah. I actually didn't finish season five for, for that reason. Yeah. I kind of just dropped out. Yeah. But I, I think you are absolutely right. Uh, if you're going to tell a story set in a women's prison, you can't be too jaunty and comedy about it. Yeah. In which, but then in which case... Everything Piper's done to date has been a little bit disrespectful. Oh, yeah. From since season one, it's like jaunty, borderline workplace comedy. Right. Look what's happening to Piper. And then... Oh, yeah. I mean, they they, they do address that a little bit yeah, more Yeah, and I feel like they started to fade her out for that reason. They also figured out she's the least interesting character on that show. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, think in, I think in season three or four, she was like barely in it. Yeah, and then which she, was great. Yeah, I was and then she came all about back. it. And even during the riots of season five, she was like... A side character Spectator. still trying to be Piper. Yeah. Still trying to be like, <laughs> she was like in one episode and she was like, what, are they rioting? And it was like, that was the whole arc of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she's, more of a, she's more of a main character again in this season. Um, but I ex- there were so many things where I thought that they were going to like... Wow. Our ru- pets are full on rebelling right now. Yeah. I thought they were going to like wreck these women's lives. And they yeah. do to a certain degree. And there's... A, I mean, the last two episodes, you're like, oh, here it is. This is what we were waiting for okay. the entire season. And you're like, fuck. Yeah. Ruby Rose isn't in this season, is she? No. No, 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 no. Oh, thank God. <laughs> she was only in that one She's season. She's very striking looking. But I was like, that is why they cast you. Yeah. Oh, it certainly wasn't for her acting no. ability. She's I beautiful. admire that woman's hustle. I admire it. She has inserted her and her wet hair into every film <laughs> of the past 18 months. And I admire it. I just yeah. don't want to watch it. I, I think she should model. She's gorgeous. She is stunning. Yeah. Uh, I believe that sh- that's the reason that Pitch Perfect 3 was a flop, was because of Ruby Rose. <laughs> was she in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. She played like a the lead singer in a band. No. Like, six, six. No, your strengths. Orange is the New Black season six. And then I also just started, uh, on, also on Netflix, uh, Slasher season two. Oh, uh, that was also recommended on the My Favorite Murder message board. So I got to check that out. Did you watch the first season? No. Okay, so you have two seasons to watch. Right, great. I'm so excited. They're, they're I'm very still finishing good. The Break on Netflix, which if... What? Michelle Wolf? No! 
The break with Michelle Wolf. Uh, what are you thinking of? No, no, no. There's another thing called the break where oh, it's um. And I'm unfamiliar. I was like, wow, that was a weird reaction <laughs> to the show. No, it's like um, you know, Broadchurch. Yeah. It's like French Broadchurch. Oh, okay. And it's like a grizzled French detective. Um, but it's it's really good. It's really interesting. It's mm. way over the top. And there's like so like every episode has a plot twist, and it's like oh. I'm on episode eight now, and I'm like, oh no, it's not this person either. Okay. I did. Um, I love Broadchurch though. But it's really good. Okay. Can you imagine if someone was on Netflix thinking that they were watching The Other Break? Like if they're looking for Michelle Wolf and found this one or well, looking for... Do you see why I was The so show confused? isn't funny at all. Charles did like a happy little like shoulder dance and I was like, <laughs> we're not talking about the same show. No, I knew we are not. We're not. Uh, guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's get to the weird thing that happened in the apartment this week. This time it was poor Chloe. I left her alone in the apartment. Shouldn't have done it. Don't know why we were recording it. She was just by herself. But uh, here's what happened. Oh, Jesus Christ. I should have gone home earlier and I did this again. Uh, what, what the fuck? Oh, hi, hon. Um, How's it going? Hi, you are in my house. I sure am. Um, my name is Meg. And I am a baker from Wisconsin. How are you? How the hell are uh, you? Hi, Meg. I'm good. Um, Meg, you know this isn't Wisconsin, right? You're in, oh, sure. Uh, this is my apartment. Oh, sure. I do know that. Um, I am just on a little tour right now. I am a baker. I'm a proud bakery owner. Okay, and that's I'm awesome. Taking the show on the road. Okay. I made some muffins. <gasps> oh, fuck. I love muffins. Uh, okay, no, I can't get sidetracked. Meg. Who, you you can't break into apartments and just bake. I love baked goods, but oh, but see, baking makes everything better. So look, oh, I made scones. Right. I made muffins. Fuck. I never made cake. Oh, uh, why? Well, uh, that's kind of a long story. You look like you had a long night. You were out. I did. Yeah, I hope I was you out. avoided those nasty homosexuals. <gasps> oh my God, Meg, I'm a homosexual. <gasps> what? What? Oh no! Wait, Meg, look at me. Oh yeah, now that you say that, yeah, okay, I can. St- oh, oh boy, oh cheese oh and God. biscuits. Meg, are you masking your homophobia with baked goods? Well, you butter everyone no, up and no, then. No, hold on, let me defend myself. Okay, I am, I am not one of those homophobic bakers okay. who refuses to make cakes for same-sex couples. Okay, I'm not one of those people. Okay, good. I'm good. one of the people who believes cake turns you gay. Meg, any cake that... Did you notice I didn't make cake? Yeah, you think cake turns you gay? I know it for a fact. Meg, you can't possibly know that. Okay, answer me this then. Have you ever met one homosexual who has not eaten cake at some point? I rest my case. Yeah, But Meg, I think they were already gay and they just happened to like cake also. I disagree. And that's the great thing about this country of ours. We can disagree and share a lovely moist scone. You want one of these? I have croissants as well. I honestly, I'm can feel my hangover setting in. I'll okay. take one. Here, here's your croissant. I got it with a nice slab of butter on it. Um, fuck, it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm a very talented baker. I just happen to believe if you eat cake, it turns you gay. So I don't make anyone yeah. cake, whether you're straight, okay. whether you're gay. Yeah, one of the bisexuals. Okay, I don't make anyone cake because I don't want and i'm sorry if this offends you i don't want to turn people homosexual okay um 
Because you'll burn in the lake of fire. Oh, that took a turn. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what that book says. So, is by that book? Do you mean the I Bible? Mean the Bible. Okay. Um, it's also the only book I've ever read. Oh boy. Little known fact. Um, Meg, you're totally entitled to like whatever beliefs you Thank want. Thank you so much. But I really have to just hammer it home that cakes. That's not possible. People are born gay. I know the Bible, like, different things are said in it, and people believe and interpret it different ways, but... Let me ask you this, then. Uh Uh-huh. What memory do you have? What's your earliest memory? Eating cake or knowing you were gay? Bet it was that yay cake I first. What? Fuck, I Meg, that that's cake. not a fair question. I think it is fair, and I think it's true. I'm sorry if it's a, it's a hard-won truth. Did you see these ones? These are blueberry muffins. Fuck. They're God really good. Okay. Mm. I, it's, oh. hard, it's hard to fold the blueberries in without turning the blueberry blue. But that's a gift. That's just Fuck. a gift I have. I Otherwise, you end up with Smurf muffins. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Meg, I hate that you're good at this. Smurf muffins. Oh, boy. Okay. Meg, I don't, yes. don't want to, like, preach to you because, of course, you've, like, these beliefs are ingrained, obviously. It makes you gay, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I won't harp on that. Um, what do you mean that you're going on a tour? Oh, I'm spreading the good word because I feel like, I feel like a lot of these bakeries have gotten a bad rap in the media because, yeah. you know, the progressive types are like, oh, you're discriminating against people who are just trying to celebrate a special day. And, yeah. and I, I, w- I would agree with that. Well, of course. But again, that's what makes this country great, that we can disagree over a nice, moist scone. Uh-huh. But I happen to believe, I bet you some of these bakers are like me and they're just trying to protect people from turning homosexual because cake makes you gay. Have you ever seen a cake that didn't look really gay? Um, I don't. Some cakes are bad cakes. Sure, but they look gay. A little bit. They do because they got the pretty frosting yeah. and the sprinkles. Oh, Meg, I'm scared that you have a very warped sense of what gay is. Oh, no, gay is when... Okay, now, here's what being gay is. Okay. okay? You have a partner who's the same gender as you. Yeah, I... Yeah, basic definition, sure. And also, you're mm-hmm. trying to destroy society. No. I think, yes. Meg, we went off the rails there. But that's what makes America great, because we can disagree on we stuff can. like that. And both of our beliefs are based, steeped in fact. Um, oh, God, Meg, this is, this might hurt. I don't know if the Bible is fact. I don't, don't. Is every, oh, she's throwing muffins every, at me. Listen, and you know, I don't like to waste muffins. I know. But I will heave every last one at you if you say there is anything in the Bible that is not a thousand percent steeped in reality. Yeah. Oh, God. Meg, I, I feel like this discussion has been had for centuries, but I think people interpret the Bible differently and you might be taking it a little too literally, well, maybe. those people are all wrong and they will burn in the lake of fire. But until then, uh-huh. I will... Make muffins, and they yeah. can have some of my muffins. And uh, you do let gay people have muffins, absolutely, okay. because you know what? This, they've already eaten cake, and they've already turned gay, right? So I can't undo that. Yeah, but I'm a Christian woman, uh huh, proud Wisconsinite. Yes. So I will, of course, share my gifts with them because that's what Jesus would want. Okay. Some oh man, we're getting really into it. Yeah. Some people would say. Jesus and 
being a Christian means you love everyone equally. Okay, I'm going to throw a scone at you. Oh, fuck. I'm gonna, you're lucky they're incredibly moist. Yeah, fuck. It kind of bounced like a pillow. Listen, I know there are some people out there right now who are trying to warp what Christianity means, trying to warp what we Christian bakers believe. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to acknowledge what happened right now. A fly yeah. just fell out of the air and fell onto your counter yeah. and died. And I think that's because there's a lot of homosexuality was, in this uh, apartment. God. I, I think it I would disagree, in, but also I can't prove otherwise. But a fly did just full die out of the air. Just full fell out of the air and fell onto its back and rolled around a bunch and is dead. And I think it's because this place is infected with homosexuality. I'm sorry. No disrespect. Your cat's freaking out. Does he? Your cat. Okay, here's what just happened. Yeah. Okay. A fly fell out of the air. Yeah. Fell onto its back. Is now rolling around on the floor. And Desi, that's that cat's name? Desmond? Desi? Desi, yeah. Oh, you saw his collar. Yeah. I'm just going to say this right now, okay? And I don't want you to take offense. Okay. That cat's a homosexual. Honestly, I would agree. Okay. I'm just, I, I can pick up on these things. I have yeah. a sixth sense when it comes oh. to homosexuality. Um, I didn't know you were a gaydar. I didn't know you were a homosexual. You're, yeah. you're sneaky. You, I, s- you yeah. snuck it past me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I usually am very outwardly gay, and yeah. I was wearing a sweatshirt today, so it was hard to tell. Yes, it is. You covered it up with layers. Yeah, I did. So listen, I just want to say because... Um, we are recording our voices right now, mm-hmm. which thank you, by the way, for allowing me to have this microphone. Yeah. I mean, everyone deserves a voice. Sure. Sure. I just want to warn your listeners out oh, there. No. Don't eat cake. Cake makes okay. you a homosexual. Okay, Meg, I think it's time for you to get your baking. Look, they're yeah. good, but you've got to get out of here. Okay. I think you're a little <sighs> a little hateful, Meg. You know and what? a little homophobic. Maybe I am. Yeah. But that's the price you pay of being a Christian. Okay. So I will proudfully and hatefully walk out of here. Okay. I'm going to knock over this face. Okay. No. Oh, fuck. Allison's going to fucking kill me. Yeah. Well, don't eat cake, everyone. Okay. Meg, please go. Wisconsin forever! God, there's so much fucking flour. She trailed it. Oh, God. It smelled. What the fuck? The flour spelled fuck the gaze on the way out. Oh, God. Wow, what a journey. Uh, apologies to Chloe that she had to deal with that. I feel like I should hug her when I see her Yeah, next. I mean, listen, you knew there were going to be certain things you had to put up with when we were roommates, and um, lunatics breaking into our apartment and me interviewing them, or Chloe interviewing them, is just part of it, okay? <laughs> so, guys, it's that time of the episode. I'm sorry. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. All right, so it's appropriate we were talking about the very warm weather today because I want to open in the bad news section talking about climate change. And sort of um, a symmetrical thing for this episode, I also have climate change news in the good news section. Okay. So get through this. rare and exciting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I want to thank listener Rachel because she tweeted it to us using hashtag light trees and pod. If you ever want to talk back to the show, that's how I'll see it. But Rachel sent in. She was like, hey, if you were looking for like some good news for climate change, here it is. Rachel, always, because that is very rare. 
So, but let's start with the bad news. Um, the world is at risk of entering hothouse conditions, quote unquote hothouse, where global average temperatures will be four to five degrees Celsius higher, even if emissions reduction targets under a global climate deal are met. So that's like best case scenario. We meet these targets. We might be entering this hothouse condition. So the last time that happened is when there were just mass die-offs of species. Um, and I was listening to a show the other day and they were talking about a four to five degree Celsius um, increase like animals that are currently in the equator like could live in the Arctic basically. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we were kind of already seeing with like polar bears having to travel further and further south because they can't live yep. there anymore, you know, live in the Arctic anymore. Um, so that's the bleak news of it. Uh, the report comes amid a heat wave that has pushed temperatures above 40 degrees Celsius, that's 104 degrees Fahrenheit in Europe this summer, causing drought and wildfires, including blazes in Greece that we covered on Light Trees and News, in July that killed 91 people. And that was just wild. Like, if you heard interviews from people in Greece, like, literally people running into the ocean away from the fires mm -hmm. and, like, and how fast they moved, like, you know, with very little warning, people had to flee their homes and run into the ocean. Um, and, yeah, so that's the bad news. Awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> just because um, it's so bad. I know. Well, this is why somebody wrote in the other day, and they're like, why don't you talk about climate change more in the bad news section? I'm like, because this tends to be the response. Like, you know what I mean? It's 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 terrible, especially when you hear something like... That even if we do if we, the best right. case scenario, we can looking now at a four to five degree temperature raise minimum. Right. Right. So what I... Meredith and I talked about this the other day when we were talking about climate change. The thing that makes me very optimistic is... When you look at who the greatest contributors to emissions are, it's 100 companies. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of, of people or, or entities contributing to emissions, contributing to climate change are 100 companies. So if we have a decision that we're facing now, that it's these 100 companies have to exist and everybody has to die, <laughs> <laughs> yep. we get rid of those 100 companies. Right. Seems pretty simple, right? Except capitalism. <laughs> so th it's going to require a lot of restructuring, probably a lot of sacrifices on everybody's parts. Because I think the, the part of that that we don't like to admit is that we like a lot about capitalism. Mm -hmm. We like our, our toys real cheap, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I like two maybe, days on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Like and I'm spoiled Amazon. As fuck. Yeah. Like a lot of people love using Amazon. And so, I shouldn't. But I do. Yeah, like it, it might take sacrifices in that sense where it's like, well, maybe you can't get all the shit as fast as you want it when you want it, you know? It, I mean, it would be interesting if they, I mean, much like how there's the talk of banning plastic straws, which is a minimum thing that we could do as a country and people. Also, not super helpful and actually punishes like disabled people. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the dumbest things I think. Entire scapegoating, a complete scapegoating. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yes, not, yes, yes. it's not just straws, but like if you, if Amazon were to do, were to do better packaging, first of all, I don't need everything to show up in a like plastic bag or like full of those little 
um, bubbles, bubble things. Mm. You don't. I don't need giant boxes for stuff. If there was a way that they could environmentally save on packaging, but also, I mean, like the the coffee shop down the street has they have straws, mm-hmm. but they are like biodegradable straws. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know. Well, in the good, I'll, I guess I'll tease this a little bit. The good news climate change story we have coming up is people in their own personal lives can actually be very impactful when it comes to slowing the effects of climate change. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it was a study in Sweden that just came out that actually they charted what you can do. Um, having said that, I think in order to have the biggest impact and at this point, that just means slowing the effects of climate change. We need to evaluate capitalism and, and probably ban a lot of these companies mm-hmm. from emitting pollutants into the environment. Wait, I, that'll totally happen with this administration. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'm sure that's like next on the agenda. Uh, <laughs> oh, but speaking of this administration, also in bad news, um, the EPA is now allowing asbestos back into manufacturing. <laughs> manufacturing. I, saw, uh, I saw that Guys, last night. Guys, remember the thing that we got rid of in the 70s because it was making people super sick? It's back, bitches. And, like, the EPA under this administration isn't even pretending. It's like, they're like, we're, yeah, it's toxic. We're just leaving it up to the companies yeah. now. Um, was, this, was this, like, a, a matter-of-time situation? I feel like... <laughs> With the administration being like, huh, they're okay with a bunch of gun violence. They're okay with blatant racism. Whoa, they're okay with Nazis. Yeah. Let's take a look at, list, look at the list of everything that we didn't like in the last 40 years and bring it back. And asbestos is just one of those things. I'm also <laughs> expecting a return of C- CFCs. And that mm. DDT pesticide, right, like, this is going to bring it all back because... Listen, this is the era of reboots. It is time for an asbestos reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think their goal is to undo all of the progressive victories over oh, the yeah. years. Like, they they first aimed for everything Obama did because yeah. they wanted to erase his legacy. And now it's just like, let's roll back every environmental protection. Let's roll back every, like, workplace protection. Um yeah, like building supply safety, roll that back. Um, and also like asbestos is popular because it's cheap, you yeah. know. Um, so builders like building companies want to use it. I don't even think that like I know that people were like ripping it out of houses and businesses, but I don't think like it's been not even a hundred percent gone, and now they're bringing it back. No, it's not. If it's oh if, no, it's still in buildings. Yeah. yeah. As long as the building is structurally sound, it's it's just being left alone. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Do you think? This is a, th- a thing I've always wondered uh, with these what seem to be blatantly self-destructive decisions and policies. It happens in Australia all the time. Um, is this a case of the administration, the writing's on the wall, right? At some point, someone's getting voted out. We really hope it's November, but it could be two years after that. Yeah. Is I feel like they do this kind of thing simply setting up for the future so that when the other guys take over, they then set it up enough so they can spend the entire following four years going, look at what a toilet the world is. It must be these guys' fault. Oh, for sure. Like, there's a famous Republican expression that you want to reduce government 
until you can drown it in a bathtub. <laughs> like that's yeah. their goal. Yeah. They want to dismantle. These guys are pirates. They are like pillaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just want to get theirs, dismantle it. And because they don't think that they should have to pay into society at all. Exactly. So you are voting people into government who want to destroy government. But a lot of like very poor people blame government for them not having a job, mm-hmm. them not being able to pay rent. Um, they're mad at capitalism, but the only entity they can like conceive of is government. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you take my taxes, so I'm mad at you. And frankly, the government has been really shitty at helping people. So it makes sense that they've lost faith in the government. But the fucked up thing is they keep voting people in who make it worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Um, so the another fucked up thing about this is much like the cigarette companies, um, the asbestos manufacturers knew asbestos is deadly, but they crunched the numbers and figured out it was cheaper to settle lawsuits than tear down all the buildings and rebuild them. (laughs) So that's like another pattern we've seen time and time again uh, throughout the years in this country. So, oh, this is what I wanted you to talk about, Chris. Um, So... This was always the goal with the Trump administration and immigration. At first, they went after uh, undocumented immigrants. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Trump especially focused on uh, gang members and, and, like, the worst of the worst and, and rapists. But uh, everybody always knew, ultimately, the goal was immigration itself. Mm-hmm. So the Trump administration is now expected to issue a proposal in coming weeks that could make it harder for legal immigrants to become citizens or get green cards if they have ever used a range of popular public welfare programs, including Obamacare. So basically going after poor legal immigrants Mm -hmm. um, who did everything right, uh, are in the process of becoming citizens, and now they're going after them. And eventually it'll be not poor immigrants, it'll just be immigrant. Like, But this is Stephen Miller's goal. Stephen Miller, that little fucking weasel. Um, they want to make immigration illegal. And like maybe not like the hot white women they want to marry, but they <laughs> they don't want any brown people to come into the country. Period. So congrats on being a hot white woman. Yeah. Phew. Yeah, lucky you. Yeah. Pop a wig on me, I'm good to go. Yeah. Maybe for the time being, Australians are still good, but But it is already so much more difficult and taking so much longer yeah um and I, I say this with full awareness that i am both white and a man so things are pretty easy for me uh immigration wise mm-hmm. but uh, a friend of mine went through the exact same process i went through came over married a citizen mm-hmm. applied for a green card 55 days got it wow yeah i only got my work authorization last friday which is the first step like, there are still three steps to go. That's nothing to do with a green card. And how long did that take? That took 123 days. Wow. Uh, not that I was keeping track or anything <laughs> and slowly sparring into depression or nothing like that. <laughs> uh, I'm still uh, about six months away from the interview, mm. which is then uh, another sp- stretch of time away from getting a green card, which is only a provisional green card for right. two years. Uh, and, and until early last year... But, I mean, before early last year, they weren't even doing the interviews. The interviews were this informal uh, – they would waive them. 
they're like, yeah, you guys seem legit. They'd only do an interview if it seemed like something was sus. Right. Uh, and then early last year, the Trump administration uh, decreed that all green card marriage now you applications. Have to be interviewed. They all have to be interviewed. There's no cool. way. Cool. So it. that's incredibly time consuming. Super time consuming, yeah. which is why it pushed back my interview process. So the 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 lawyer told me told us it would be like ten to fourteen months mm. just to get the interview. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I'm lucky now that I can I can now as a Friday work. Uh, but but if, like. You're also you were also fortunate because you were in a position where you could go that long without working. Yeah, because I still have my Australian job. Right, right. I don't know how anyone else does it. Yeah. Yeah, I I am. Well, that's why you know they try to find jobs where they can get paid under the table. Yes, which and I then tried you can to get. For him. Oh right, but then you can get busted <coughs> for that. Mm, right. You know that. Oh, I also tried to push him into sex work. Sure. And I kept saying that. Well, at least in Australia, I couldn't even give it away, so I don't know what that was about. <laughs> It's all in the accent. You're a hot commodity That's over true. There. No, that actually is true. You're exotic here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the, the most depressing thing is that this isn't even particular to this country? Because mm-hmm. uh, and I only speak for the one other country I know of, Australia. Uh, but you see it in news all over the world. This is a global uh, trend to yeah. try and cut down immigration. We have our own uh, Stephen Miller. His name is Peter Dutton. He looks like a potato. Great. Legit potato. Mm-hmm. And he's doing the exact same thing, trying in every way to stop the immigration of, um, well, brown people, but then poor people, mm-hmm. and hopefully everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not to get too off track, but the the child separation that's been happening here yeah. for the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. months, has been happening in Australia for years. Right. For right. half a decade, at least. Well, if you not guys, more. I mean, you guys just have, well, we have camps now too, but you had boatloads of refugees yeah, trying to get into the country. Offshore prison camps. At one yeah. point in Australia, this is a, my favorite thing about Australian immigration, is they excised the Australian continent out of the Australian migration zone. So if you wanted to migrate, I don't, I forget how the specifics work, but if you wanted to migrate to Australia, the landmass of Australia didn't count. <laughs> what? Yeah, it didn't count. So <laughs> uh, it meant that anyone who came to Australia, even seeking refuge, uh, uh, seeking asylum, yeah. uh, were immediately sent offshore to uh, Nauru mm. to be processed offshore. There's detention centres up out there, uh, basically, yeah, giant prison camps. Yeah. And it was then decreed that even if you were granted refugee status, you wouldn't get to Australia. Australia, did, they would send you somewhere else. Okay, like, so like you want to come to Australia, we're sending you to this place. To Indonesia or right. Malaysia or um, please correct me if my facts are wrong of uh, which countries they'd send you to. But yeah, there was right. just Australia did not count. But you also have camps within Australia as well. Yes. Um, I visited one when I was there many years ago. Um, but like famously just mass protests at these facilities where they would like climb up onto the roofs with yep. like banners where they're like we're being imprisoned yep. here. Yeah, like really dramatic protests um so yeah i not surprising because like i always knew stephen miller's fantasy wish list was like no brown people coming Mm -hmm. to the united states which you're right like it's not exclusive to the united states this happens whenever there's recessions right or in our case a global recession a lot of people are suffering a lot of people lost their jobs and they're looking for someone to blame and it's easy to blame poor brown people it's not their fucking fault they're Mm -hmm. fleeing their Mm -hmm. own you know, own set of circumstances, some of which are our fault as well. (laughs) Um, You know, like uh, increased crime in Central and South America. Um, 
but and also drug dealers who mysteriously got guns from somewhere in <laughs> Texas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, just depressingly um, sort of inevitable in terms of Stephen Miller and like Trump. Once you elect fascists, it's like, what do you expect to happen? I like I any, anytime that I see his face, I just get. I don't want to say irrationally. I want to say rationally angry. Is this Trump um, or Stephen Miller? Uh, yes. Trump. Oh, uh, both. Yes. Uh, but Steve, <laughs> see, I was talking about Stephen Miller. Okay. And I just don't understand how he got to a place that was so, that, that he had so much power because he just seems like a raving lunatic and who is just blatantly oh. racist and misogynistic. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, when people are really scared and angry, they look to. Trump ran the exact same campaign as Hitler. <laughs> I know oh, yeah, it's yeah. like really cliche to call someone Hitler, but literally it was like for the motherland, make Germany great again. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. same exact, the Jews are stealing your jobs, like down to the finest lettering, the Nazi agenda, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah. Well, like, like I, I understand like most of the administration is he's either related to or he's putting people sure. in power who are going to dismantle those things. Or like Steve Bannon had his own enterprise that he was the head of for so long. Right. Where the fuck did Stephen Miller come from? Oh, so, there's always this character within fascist regimes who, yeah, is just like the guy who has been like just like clawing his way up the social ladder since I mean he's been a piece of shit since high school. He protested yes. the all girl track team at his school because he was like, "Oh, men can't run on the track." Was that the fucking thing? I don't know. It was weird. And then it was he, some like, weird. Jumped on the track and then ran against them anyway. It ran against the women to meet. prove that he was faster than the women. Like he has been this guy forever, yeah. and he's just been like inserting himself in the, the right, right wing social circles long enough that he eventually sort of like stumbled ass backwards into this enormous power like powerfully enormously powerful position (laughs) where he like finally is able to have you know real power and like uh, I don't know it just but there are always those characters within a regime where it's like who is this guy I imagine that like even in the administration people like where did he come from I mean he's saying all the stuff that we agree with but where does anyone know him? It's just people with uh, extreme tenacity and lack of awareness. They just hang around and hang on enough. And like no self-shame in saying outrageous things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That just the right people happen to want to hear. So Stephen Miller saying like, you know, women are weak. Um, brown people are bad for society. Like a different time, a different place, a different administration. This is a man who would be shouting on a street corner and everyone would be ignoring him. Yeah. Yeah. But the Trump administration is in power and they're like, we like your ideas, sir. Come work for (laughs) us. So. But what, I mean, nothing differentiates him really that much from that guy who got punched in the face. No, Oh, absolutely not. In fact, they would probably hit it off. Hugely. Him yeah. and Richard Spencer, yeah. Richard Spencer, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's his name. Um, guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all jump up and down. Here is your good news. Yay.
All right, as promised, first good news story is about the environment and climate change. So as I teased in the bad news section, uh, researchers in Sweden have examined the possible steps that people can, t help, can take to help tackle the climate crisis. Um, so al although a lot of the resulting news coverage focused on the most effective action you can take, which is having one fewer kid. Done. Perfect. Done. Yep. Yeah. Or you're Done. We're already I'll go you one better. It. I'll have zero. <laughs> We're doing it. Uh, the real takeaway is that individual actions still matter. So this is huge because we hear all the time that, um, you know, it's, it's hopeless, uh, a lot of like really fatalist rhetoric. And I do maintain that if we're going to have the biggest impact we can have, we need to completely um, restructure or ideally abolish capitalism. And certainly the 100 companies that produ or, uh, produce the most emissions in our environment. But here are some things you can do in your own lives. Uh, so the one that has the biggest impact that got the most media coverage, probably be because it's so personal, um, have one fewer child. If you're going to have four kids, have three. Uh, even with climate change not relevant to right. this, have less children. There are enough of us. Yeah. True. We, we do have uh, a bit of an ish with, uh, although I, I'm really cautious about shit like that because there is a school of thought about population control that strays into um, eugenics, basically. No, 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 no. Um, And just, you know, like, those black people are having too many babies, um, stuff like that. People in general are just having too many babies. Sure, we do have overcrowding. We also have enough resources to feed everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The reason we don't do that is because we have an incredibly corrupt economic system called capitalism, mm -hmm. where we just literally, like, build in unemployment figures, starvation figures, as though they're inevitabilities, and they're not. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just my little rant about that. Uh, live a car-free life. Done. 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 We're doing it. And done since 2012. Yeah, I haven't had a car. Same, I think. Yeah, I haven't yeah, had a car since a high school. Time. When I moved here, I had sold it. Yeah. Um, avoid one round-trip transatlantic flight. Done. Done. I was supposed to... <laughs> I was supposed to... <laughs> Go to Denver, I think, and I cancel. Hmm. So I'm not doing it. Um, or tra I guess I'm not going across the Atlantic for that. But um, well, thanks again to cycle back to immigration. Until uh, I am, I have my green card. I legally can't leave the country. Great. So done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no! Wait, I was also supposed to. We got into um, an improv festival in South Africa, <gasps> and. From the beginning, we were like, we cannot afford to do this. It was my Lloyd team. It's uh -huh. like a $2,000 ticket. We were like, oh. ha, ha, ha. But I guess technically I didn't do that. Yeah, so You're doing <laughs> so well. We're doing great. Uh, buy green energy. If you are going to get a car, uh, buy a green car. Mm -hmm. um, or I'm not buying any. Uh, or switch to an electric car to car free. Okay. Mm -hmm. Eat a plant-based diet. Done. Done. Christopher. Yeah, okay, I, I'm not doing that, but I'm doing it more. <laughs> that's good. We, yeah, that's good. Uh, in our, like it's, it's, this is so small beans. This is not, not a thing to brag about, but we have in our house gone from, okay, let's try to have one vegetarian meal a week to let's try to have three or four. No, that's so great. That's, that's just, uh, yeah. There was a study that I think the UN did that if every American ate chicken uh, one 
uh, day a week less, mm-hmm. it would be the equivalent of taking half a million cars off the roads. Oh my God. Meatless yeah. Monday. Yeah. We did. We actually had that. We, mm-hmm. yeah, those bean burgers, we had them again last night. So that, oh. That's a huge help those if you great. don't want to do the full vegetarian or vegan thing. Um, replace a typical car with a hybrid, okay? Wash clothes in cold water. I, I do, do that. that. Done. With the exception of my uh, towels, I wash everything in cold water. I wash my towels in cold water too. I suffer. I suffer for <laughs> it. I, I wash everything in cold water, uh, not for environmental reasons, although that's what I'll claim from now on, but because I'm not <laughs> game to test anything. Like, I don't know what the ink's going to do in any of my clothes. Sure. So, just to be safe, make it cold. Also, your clothes uh, last longer if you wash they them do. in cold ah. water. Yeah. Um, and also, recycle. Mm-hmm. Done. Done. Damn. Um, hang dry clothes. I do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also upgrade light bulbs. We do that. Yep, sure. Well, we haven't with these because they were built into the apartment. But like these are all the newer ones. Yeah, the yeah, ones I that I the ones that I bought for my old apartment. I like spent. I dropped way too much money on replacing all the light bulbs in my apartment with nice ones. The thing is, though, they last forever. That's the thing. Like I don't know what it was about that building, but they burned out so quickly. Oh, really? Yeah. They're supposed to last. I know. So it's probably the wiring. Well, they mm. they said. In in my lease, they're like you were only allowed to use environmentally like like better light bulbs, yeah. and I was like, cool, 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 done. And I put them all in, and then like in each one, there'd be two light bulbs, and one would burn out in every single one That's of them. That's annoying. That is yeah. annoying. So I just stopped replacing them. I was like, one bulb is fine. <laughs> right, I'll just get by. Uh, so also in good news, guys, Alex Jones. Boo. So you had a bad day. Um, <laughs> so he has been getting kicked off of platforms. Left and right, you guys. Uh, oh. Apple kicked him off of its platform, then YouTube, then Facebook. Although there are some holdouts. Yep. Um, Twitter, shockingly, has not kicked him off yet. Uh, Instagram, apparently um, he's still available in some app stores, but this is still good news that he's been kicked off uh, for... And somebody pointed this out. I think um, Apple said it was for hate speech. Mm-hmm. I think that can get a little um, vague because what Alex Jones actually did was Alex Jones has been spouting hate speech forever. Oh yeah. The thing that Alex Jones did that like really set it over the edge was he started to basically incite violence. And uh, the Parkland, um, not Parkland, sorry, uh, the um, Sandy, Hook. Sandy Hook parents was really like a bridge too far. Yeah. When you harass the parents of dead babies so badly that they have to move because, you know, they're afraid people are going to find out where they live because they've been doxxed, um, that is crossing the line from exercising your First Amendment rights into inciting violence. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think a lot of these companies were like, that's it, no more. I think my favorite is, okay, so Apple, YouTube, Facebook, were like, bye, see you later. Twitter, they're like, we're going to keep you around for a little bit. We'll see what happens. Twitter's like, well, we already have Nazis. Yeah. So. Uh, my favorite one that he got kicked off of is Pinterest. Pinterest, I know. <laughs> that's my favorite. There's some crafting <laughs> Alex Jones InfoWars fan out there who was like, no, like who was following Alex Jones on Pinterest? I want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. And also just the totally predictable response of people not understanding what the First Amendment is. The First Amendment is not that Facebook has to platform hate groups. They don't have to do that. They're a company. They can do whatever they want. Oh, did you see the 
dumb as a box of rocks InfoWars reporter who linked to Wikipedia's <laughs> uh, Facebook's Wikipedia page and was like, um, and it says on uh, Facebook's Wikipedia page that they're public because they're a private company that's publicly traded. Mm-hmm. She goes, they're a public company. They're protected by the First Amendment. It's like, you are so fucking dumb. I can't wow. even handle it. Wow, you wow, think wow. Facebook is the government? Is that <laughs> is that what you just admitted in front of all of these people? <laughs> I did not see that. That is it was, amazing. Her name's Nellie. She looks exactly like you're thinking. I'm imagining a character from Bob's Burgers. Which which one? Millie. <laughs> Who's Millie? I forget. Uh, is she the one who puts a necklace in her mouth? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <gasps> kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So the one I saw uh, with the confusing what the First Amendment protects okay. uh, on Twitter when they're talking about it not being, uh, him not being removed from Twitter, was someone was rallying against uh, or declaring that Facebook and Apple uh, have broken the First Amendment by not preserving, not not archiving any of the oh. shows. <laughs> and like that stuff is for public uh, information, public interest. Mm-hmm. Why haven't they archived this? Nothing. Don't they owe a service to the public? I, I could tell you as a podcaster, <laughs> the only way I'm preserving my archives, quote unquote, for my old show is I pay $5 a month. Mm-hmm. If I didn't pay $5 a month to Libsyn, they would gleefully delete all of them. <laughs> it, and that's, they're right. They're a, they're a company. They're a private company. Like, Finally, yeah, delete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they would not care, and I could not be like, my First Amendment rights. People would be like, what? Literally, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the First Amendment just means that the government can't bust into a news network and say what they can and cannot broadcast. Right. Um, and No, it's up to private companies that own them by to the do way, that. By the way, that's not <laughs> always the case either. There are, like, um, you know, standards and practices that if networks, like, public networks violate they can be censored. They can lose their license. You know, like so. The First Amendment is not what everybody thinks it is, and it's certainly not that Facebook owes it to Alex Jones to put up with his bullshit endlessly and never delete him. Um, in fact, they've humored him way too long. Oh yeah, uh, he crossed that line way before Sandy Hook. You know, when you accuse your political opponents of being otherworldly monsters Mm -hmm. like that was his thing for a long time calling democrats like lizard people and demons demons dehumanizing language like that you know um and it's not just alex jones like glenn beck did this it's a big right wing um pizzagate personality pizzagate he almost got somebody fucking killed yeah you know a dude showed up to that pizza place with a gun because he thought john podesta and hillary clinton had child sex slaves in the basement of a pizzeria Mm mm-hmm that was Alex Jones. What? Yeah. That's Pizzagate. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's a new one, uh, QAnon. Have you gone down that fucking no. rabbit hole? Do you know what? I It kept popping up and someone I follow on Twitter was like, do you know what? I'm not even going to click on that. I'm not going to find out what that is. I don't need to know. I, and I was like, agreed. Yeah, I would actually agree with that because now there's a there's a school of thought that it's actually trolling right-wingers. It was it was not created by right, right-wingers. That maybe oh. somebody created it mocking them to see like the dumbest things they could get them to fall for, mm-hmm. which is like cool experiment, hard. bro. Like we already know they'll fall for literally anything, you know, uh, as, long as, as long as it's like, quote-unquote, owning the libs. Um <laughs> But yeah, so maybe don't waste too many be, brain cells. It could be dangerous. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until it's like actually like Pizzagate level. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like, even in the articles I've read about it, 
the reporters are like, it's a very small group of people right now that actually believes this stuff. So it's always that tricky line of how much exposure do we want to give them and legitimize them, Mm -hmm. you know? But anyway, guys, thanks so much for listening. If you have the ability to do so, please go to lighttreason.news and click that donate button. For as little as $5 a month, you can keep the show going. For my Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash Kilkenny, uh, my $50 a month members, I just mailed out your letters. I hope you get them soon and you love them. Charles got his dirty drawing of the I day. Got mine. <laughs> um, and yeah, $5 a month over at my Patreon, you get to send questions that will answer on Light Trees and News. $10 a month, we do the monthly hangout and you get to send questions. But every little bit of support helps. If you can't financially support it this time, just tell a friend. Guys, thanks so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. <laughs> <laughs>